This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and 920-1260 and 1420-AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On today. Well, this is going to be different. I am going to play for you an interview I did with a sports broadcaster, Yankees broadcaster, Michael Kay. I did this interview with my radio partner, Mike Bennett, the day after Father's Day. So we recorded this, Mike and I, while we were on the air, but playing music. So the music was on the air while Mike and I we're having a quick 10-minute phone conversation with Michael Kay. Michael Kay has a new book out about his television show, Center Stage. If you haven't seen Center Stage, you should. Um, so my most fascinating interviews from A-Rod to Jay-Z, Center Stage, that's the book with Michael Kay, forward by Bob Costas, which is just crazy. Let me tell you why. I have this unnatural affinity <laughs> For Michael Kay. I love him. I wish we were related. I wish I could say he's my cousin. I wish he could be in my family. I don't know. I don't know why I feel this way. Well, first, because he's fabulous. Because when you're a broadcaster for something like, you know, the New York Yankees, you got to get it right. And you can't be annoying. Like you just have to hit the right tone. You got to have ego because it's the New York Yankees. So you gotta walk in the room like you own it, but you also have to have humility. <sighs> and Michael Kay, he just hits all the right notes for me, right? Now I understand when it comes to broadcasting, people can love you or hate you for no reason. I've told you the story about my mother in the car when I was listening to my favorite New York news anchor. She gets in the car one day, I'm picking her up or going shopping or something. And I had my news, my New York radio news on. And she's like, oh, turn that off. Turn that radio off. I can't stand that woman. Her voice goes right through me. And I'm like, but that's my woman. This is my newscaster. Like this woman, I listen to her and I understand the news better. My mother's like, I don't know how she ever made it to New York City. She's horrible. So... <laughs> You know, taste is just, it's a thing. You love people, you don't love people. I love Michael Kay. I love him so much. When the Yankee season is over, I miss him as much as I miss watching the Yankee games. And here's the thing, too. I'm not a big sports fan. I'm a big broadcasting fan. I'm a big theater fan. So I love the theater of sports. I love the theater of the Yankees. And the Yankees are also part of my heritage. Now, Italian people in the summer, I have these just fabulous memories. When it got too hot in the summer, we had to make Sunday dinner. So you made it in the basement. Italian people had a kitchen in the basement. Yes, this is for real. You can look it up. And that's where we'd make, you know, the sauce and the pasta, and everybody would sit down like on picnic tables or whatever and eat in the basement because it's cool there. Nobody had air conditioning. So I have these vivid memories of sitting next to my cousin Joey eating a big dish of pasta on a Sunday afternoon and listening to the Yankees coming out of a radio on top of the downstairs refrigerator. And this was like an unfinished basement. We're not talking fancy 
basement in the kitchen. And then there's like the piece of aluminum foil on the top of the radio and Phil Rizzuto's voice coming through and the bass. And it was just, that was summer, man. The smell of sauce and the sound of the crack of the bat and the crowd. And I remember, I'm little, you know, this is like a story from the 70s. Um, I remember the, the day that my two brothers, my dad took my two brothers to the Yankee game. And it's like, oh, my God. It was like you're going to see the queen or the king or the pope or something. You're going to Yankee Stadium. We are so lucky that we live so close we can drive to Yankee Stadium. Like, I felt we own the world. Oh, my God. I still have that picture in my mind of my brothers with their matching shorts and little shirts and their baseball gloves hanging over the rail. Somebody took a picture with my dad. And here's another thing about Italian people. They're always pointing out other Italian people. So when the radio was on, and I'd be driving around in my car, and if we weren't listening to WNEW1130 in New York, most of you don't know what that means, but if we weren't listening to American standards, we were listening to the Yankees. And Phil Rizzuto would be calling the game, and my father would say, he's Italian, you know. Always pointing out the Italian people. Well, finally, I got to tell Michael Kay that he's my Phil Rizzuto. And you're going to hear all about that. So what's the big deal about me and the Yankees? All right, all those childhood memories, okay? And then, um, you know, my father passed away 13 years ago, right before I got married. It was like such a terrible time. Um, but I loved sharing Yankees. You know, when you have when your parents get older and there's fewer things to talk about, you can always talk about sports. And we would call each other up, my dad and I, when the games were on, and oh, you know, and just say crazy things. And I don't know. So when my dad passed, um, my husband to be had just moved back into the area from California, and he was so excited to rediscover the Yankees again. So we spent a lot of time in Yankee Stadium. In fact, the day after we got married, we got married on a Tuesday afternoon in the backyard because that's all I could muster. And that was was actually my father's birthday, but he had passed a few months before. So we got married on July 8th, and uh, we spent the next day in the bleachers at Yankee Stadium. You know, there was a game going on. We weren't just hanging out in the bleachers. But there I was with Bald Vinny, wearing a baseball cap with a, with a bridal veil on it. And, uh, and you know, guys were saying, you're on your honeymoon. You're on your honeymoon here at Yankee Stadium. I had to take my... And then they hit my husband like, you're a lucky guy. I had to take my wife to Aruba. <laughs> oh, good times. So, you know, the Yankees, my dad, my husband part of my life. Phil Rizzuto, part of my life. But it goes beyond that. Because Michael Kay is a brilliant broadcaster. He's just so good at what he does. And while I'm listening to him, I'm learning, you know. And why it's so weird that Bob Costas did the uh, forward to the book, it's because if there's anyone else on the planet in the world of sports that I have an unusual affinity for, it's Bob Costas. Because back in the 80s, when I was just starting out in radio, I would I work seven to midnight playing love songs at night. 
And I would come home at like one in the morning and Bob Costas had a late, late, late show on. He was just talking to people. It was like him in a chair with his legs crossed. You know, he would have his ankle on his knee and he'd be sitting back in the chair talking to somebody. I don't even know who. I can't remember a single person he interviewed, but I was watching him and how he was so comfortable. And I've spent the next 30 years trying to fake that level of comfortable. Bob Costas would just be sitting there and he'd be talking and he'd be spinning uh, his wedding ring around. You know what I mean? Like his, his right hand over on his left ring finger and just spinning that wedding ring around and he was talking to the guests and making them feel comfortable, making me feel comfortable because, you know, I hope I'm making you feel comfortable right now and not driving you crazy with this meandering story. But that's, I think, the job of the radio host or the broadcasting host. You have to be in charge and you have to be comfortable so you can give the gift to your audience. And that's what those two men, Bob Costas, and even more so Michael Kay, have taught me. And um, anyway, I'm just going to let you hear the interview because this was a huge thing to me. It's up there with talking to Tony Bennett and Julie Andrews. Like, And I know you're listening to Shine on the Health and Happiness show and you're like, what is this side of Casey I've never met before? She's usually talking about, you know, spiritual things and meditating and whatever. Well, sports can be a meditation, and sports can be um, so healthy for the nation. I know it's a crazy thing, and it's taken me a while to wrap my brain around it, but sports is as important as, like, Broadway. You know, especially when we're going through a hard time. Maybe you've heard me mention before, you know, go all the way back to September 11th, that terrible day, and how New York was closed down. But then after a time, uh, Broadway started up again. And I would think of those actors singing and dancing their butts off on stage when you know their hearts were broken in a city that was broken. But Broadway brought us back and, you know, lifted us up again. Baseball does the same thing. And in the darkest days of the pandemic, when baseball came back in that limited fashion with no fans in the stands, just to hear Michael Kay's voice uh, helped me. You know, it helped me move forward. And I'm sure it did for many other people when they see their athletes out on the field. I don't, <laughs> I don't um, adore athletes as much as I adore broadcasters. I don't know. I enjoy athletes, too. But I love the whole theater of the game. And this guy does it for me. So here you go. I'm going to play unedited, which is a little bit embarrassing. because, But but also, it's a little inside baseball. It's also going to give you a look into how we make radio. So here you go. Oh, by the way, my partner in radio, Mike Bennett, of the last 21 years, he um, surprised me with this whole thing. He was pitched to do the Michael K. interview, and he surprised me and let me take it away. Here you go. Hello? Michael K. Yes? Mike Bennett from Michael hey, Casey Mike, in the morning. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? I'm great. Uh, Casey is here. She is dying to talk to you, so I'm going to let her do the heavy lifting here because she is a I'm a fan she is a super fan oh great Michael K yes you are my Phil Rizzuto oh thank you 
I'm a little taller, though. Yes, you are a little taller. I love you so much. I'm like a crazy super nut fan for you and everything you do. But first, I have to ask a couple questions, and then we'll sell some books. How okay. was How was Father's Day? It was great. Uh, kids, uh, kids, and Jody took me out to dinner. It was very, very nice. Got some nice gifts. I enjoyed it. Good. Uh, what do you think of all those triple plays? It's hard to believe. I'd seen one in my life previously, and now I've seen three this year. So it's it's unbelievable. It's just like what happened at the end of the game. You could hear from my voice. I was stunned. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about that. One of the reasons why I love you so much is because in those big moments, and the Yankees have had so many big moments, like you always say the right thing. And I want to know, like, do you feel the pressure of those moments? Yes. Because you know that, especially when it's for an individual person, like, you know, Jeter's 3,000 or something, or his last hit, you know, that's for them, too. You know, that's for their posterity. And uh, I feel, I would feel terrible if I blew it. And I'm sure my bosses would feel terrible if I blew it. But you never do. Like, and in those moments, I'm cheering for you as much as I'm cheering for the athlete, you know? Oh, thank you. You, you do thank that you. so well. So, uh, you're to me, you're a Yankee. I love what you do with the Yankees. I love your radio show. But when it comes to center stage, that's like beyond the beyond. You're like... Uh, such a hero to me, broadcasting-wise. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm sure you've been told so many times before, there's never been a bad one. Well, there's one bad one. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, Dennis Quaid was bad. Oh. Uh, he came in, and he, um, you know, he, he, he told us that he thought it was eight minutes. And it's really, it's an hour, obviously, and it's even a longer commitment than that with makeup and everything. And the first couple of segments, he's saying yes and no, and yes and no, no answers. And so after the, the second segment, it's an eight-segment show, I just leaned over and I said, you know, it's an hour. Whether you say yes or no, it doesn't speed it up. I've got a thousand questions. You're the one who's going to look bad. It's up to you. <laughs> Did you guys ever make up? Not really. I mean, not that we fought or anything, but the show got a little better. But, uh, you know, I feel bad because I see him on you know, late-night shows of Kimmel and Fallon. He's a great guest, but... Mm -hmm. That day, he wasn't ready to play. All right, all right. Do you do all the research yourself, or do you have a team of thousands? Not thousands. We have we have a couple of people that send me, like, uh, for each guest, seven, 800 pages of research, and I read that. I can't believe it. I, I, I knew it had to be that much, because your questions are insanely wonderful and you bring out stories and people I'm not even interested in. You know what I Thank mean? You, you Thank make you. them the most interesting people. And whenever we're cruising across the TV, if center stage is on, that's where you stop and you know you're going to get great entertainment. Well, I've got a big head and now it's getting bigger. No, um, you, you deserve all of this. I sometimes think about hit and run. Was that your idea? That's brilliant. That was mine. Yeah. yeah. The show was the idea of, uh, of the head of the network, John Totelli. And I just said, you know, why don't, why don't we do this? And uh, this, I said, this way, they don't have time to think about their answers, and they just shoot out what they, you know, what they really believe. And, and that, that's been, been the one thing that stayed the same for 240 shows. Oh, I, I sometimes think about Paul Simon's answers and laugh. Yeah, he was amazing, wasn't he? Was he was amazing. Yeah. Uh, who would you f be with in a foxhole? And he was like, I'll never be in a foxhole. Like, <laughs> I just, it, the shows are so memorable, and you are so wonderful. And I could talk about your good points forever, but now I want you to tell everybody about the book. 
Okay, we uh, the book was actually inspired um, when I had uh, vocal cord surgery two years ago and couldn't speak for six weeks, so I was reading a lot. One of the books I read was Howard Stern Comes Again, and uh, you know, he compiled a lot of snippets of his interviews over the years on the radio, and I said, boy, Center Stage would work for this. I said, but let's not do snippets, let's do the whole interview because it really uncovers the arc of the whole life of the, of the person. And I'll have intros to each one and tell the behind the scenes backstories on everything. And uh, I pitched it to a publisher and they loved it. And uh, here we are. Wow. Wonderful. I can't wait to get it. Mike, I'm going to let you speak now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew she had to get that out of her system I because did. she is, a, you know, a, a, when I say a big fan, you can tell now I wasn't, uh, you know, hyperbole. I am I'm flattered. I really am. And, you know, I like you. <laughs> It's going to seem like a come down, like I, I'm your worst enemy now. Like uh, I don't, I don't think my wife likes me that much. <laughs> and here's the thing: I don't even like sports that much, but I listen to you because you're such a great entertainer. Okay, I'm wow. going to shut up now. Go. No, yeah. don't keep going. <laughs> keep Make going. Okay. Uh, the one thing I will say: uh, first of all, we've met over the years at various Yankee functions, basically with the David Cohn uh, get-togethers he had for the Children's Hospital over the year, and I am very proud to be the unofficial fill-in in case Michael K can't make it. Wow. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. He wow. had a, he had a couple of. Uh, fundraising parties wanted his house under a tent in Greenwich and the whole team came and the manager and everybody and they said yeah I remember that I don't know why I couldn't get there that day yeah they said Michael K can't make it but we got somebody else from the broadcasting crew I forget who it was but anyway so I've always been proud that uh, I've been associated you like six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing uh, in terms of you know filling in if you're not available, um, and I will say about center stage, I agree with the Paul Simon stuff. I got a chance to interview him briefly at Ridgefield Playhouse about a year ago, maybe two years ago, and I I was using all the information I learned from center stage. So <laughs> you're a great resource for people in the broadcasting business. You know, the, 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 it's funny you guys brought up the Simon interview because that was you know you, you try to not to get overwhelmed, but these are like A-list guests that we've been able to get. And he was one guy I had a hard time not being overwhelmed because you're sitting like two feet away from him and he brought out a guitar, which I thought he brought out only as a, a prop, but then he's like explaining his songwriting and he's playing stuff and you know, as he's doing it, he's like explaining Mrs. Robinson, why they used Joe DiMaggio, not Mickey Mantle's name. He said syllables. And uh, I'm just like mesmerized. When I'm, uh, I, my mind would wander, I'm going, I'm sitting here talking to Paul Simon. It just, it, you know, this guy, if, if the world spins for another 5,000 years, people are still going to know who Paul Simon is. Yeah. Yeah, sure. good point. Yeah, and I, I love talking to him myself, as I said briefly, but the one that got me, I love it when you do the compilation, Center Stage, the best yep. of, mm -hmm. yep. and the, the, the clip with Bill Russell, I'm going to get all emotional, talking about his father, and that was so good that I saved that on my DVR, and each time my kids come to the house, I play that for them. Really? I swear to God. Well, he, uh, the, we included him in the book, and uh, he's like really tough to interview, though, because he has a very odd cadence, and you don't know when he's finished, and he has this high-pitched cackle, but once you get past that... This guy's done it all. He's just such an unbelievable person. And I'm glad, I mean, boy, hearing you say that, that's that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for all the great entertainment. And we must be out of time by now, right? How, what time is it? 
Uh, we got about a minute. Oh, we got a minute, a minute. What is it you want most our listeners to know about you right now, where you are in your life, Michael K? Mm. Um, I, I'm enjoying doing games with fans in the stands again. I know that doesn't matter, you know, to the TV broadcast, but last year was really dark and heavy and almost a dystopian feel. Uh, this year is great. You know, there was 27,000 people in the ballpark yesterday, and it just it feels like people are alive again. And uh, I don't mean that in a lighthearted way. It's just like the world is different, and uh, I'm enjoying that. I really am, and I think it could be a fun season if uh, you know if this if this continues when they continue to hit. Great, and thank you for helping us. You know, through the darker times, having you there, even without a crowd, was a big help to us. Oh, thank you so much, and really, I'm blown away by your nice words. It's really nice. And when you see Cone, tell him I said hello because I did a lot of stuff with him when he was raising money for the Maria Ferreri Children's Hospital. So I will see him tomorrow, and I will definitely do that. And when you see Don LaGreca, tell him I agree. The shirt was ugly. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you know, today's a big test. Okay. Yeah. Because um, my wife got me a couple of shirts for Father's oh, Day, okay. and one of them is a little out there, and I'm wearing it on the show today. So I need your I need your feedback. Oh, you'll get it. You'll All get right. it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Michael. Thank you. We know that you're on a tight schedule, Have a so we'll great let day. you go. Uh, thank you so much. Thank Dad. you. Thanks. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah. So there was this thing on his um, radio show. <laughs> he wore this crazy shirt, and uh, Don. Don LaGreca gave him a hard time about it. And I have to say, I wasn't crazy about the shirt. Um, but that is something, but I have so many things to say. First, Don LaGreca, and I know, you're thinking, what is this sports thing, the words coming out of her mouth? Don LaGreca, I love him. I think we're even Facebook friends. He, I, one time, I heard him do a hockey um, play-by-play. It, uh, everybody else who does hockey play-by-play should just retire. He, hockey moves so fast. The names are so hard to say. And he, he makes it, he just, he just made a picture in my head. You know, my husband's a hockey coach, so sometimes I have to listen. And I enjoy hockey too, I guess. But most of the broadcasters just drive me nuts. So I can see why LaGreca and Kay get along. I think they get along. But let me tell you this about Michael Kay. And I hope my father in heaven is listening. Dad, he's Italian. His uncle is Danny Aiello, one of my most favorite, favorite actors. I think Danny Aiello was Michael Kay's mother's brother. I know this because I actually spoke to Michael Kay before, and I did not let on that I adored him. His mother passed from Alzheimer's, and he did interviews about the Alzheimer's Association. And we just spoke about that. So, um... That showed me he was a good man and a good son. And I think it was somewhere in there I, I found out he was related to Danny Aiello. So if you haven't seen the movie Moonstruck, just call me and I'll do the whole thing for you. Danny Aiello played uh, Johnny Camareri. Who's at the door? It's Johnny Camareri. In time, you will see that this is the best thing. He says to Loretta Castorini, in time, you will see that this is the best thing. And then Cher, who played Loretta, says, In time, you'll drop dead and I'll come to your funeral in a red dress. Oh, Moonstruck. <laughs> anyway, how crazy is that? Like my favorite movie, my favorite broadcaster, there's a connection there. And now when you go back and look at Moonstruck and Danny Aiello, it's like you're looking at Michael K. It's Johnny Camareri. Okay, so that's my story today. 
I got to speak to Michael Kay. And I might as well tell you this story because I'm like, we'll probably never talk about the Yankees again. Two days after I got married, because the day after I got married, there was a day game at the old Yankee Stadium. And then the next day, I think there was a night game. And during that night game, John and Susan on the radio, John Sterling and Susan Walden actually mentioned that I got married to my husband, Mike, and that we sat in the bleachers the day before. How did that happen? Because that woman that I love so much at New York Radio that I was telling you about my mother got in the car were actually friends. And she told John Sterling to do that. These are my brushes with fame. And then John Sterling actually did like a one-man show at a theater in Westchester. I went to see that. Took my Aunt Vi. Oh, what a Yankee fan, my Aunt Vi. Violanda. So now you know what you must do. You must watch Center Stage. Enjoy the Yankees. Follow Michael Kay on all the social media platforms and get this book. So thank you for allowing me to fangirl out over broadcaster Michael Kay. I just think he's great. I'm not going to ask my mother what she thinks. And now it's time for our thought for the day. An inspirational quote is how we wrap up every Shine On radio show. So our thought from the day is from Phil Rizzuto, who said, holy cow, which is just another way to say, shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and 920, 1260 and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.